one thing that I didn't think was popular, I had no idea, but apparently it's really popular, is Moose Knuckle. Moose Knuckle. Uh, Camel, Camel Toe. toe? That's popular. Dude. Of course it's popular. Dude. You're looking at pussy lips. Dude. That's exciting. That's huge. <laughs> the Shiva Bowl Show! It's week 10, and we welcome you into the Moose Knuckle Fantasy Football Podcast. No Tony today, so I'm here filling in as the man who hits the buttons. Uh, Tony is off being dad of the year, taking his wife and kids on a nice little family vacation, sipping those Mai Tais. But I am joined by the one and only Christopher. Chris, how's that little three-win streak feeling heading into week 10? I got the best team in the fucking league right now. Um, it's hot. Uh, we're like, we're the, we're the best. Um Shout out to Tony. That's going to be an expensive week down in Disney. Uh, it's minimal. I'm thinking about ten grand. It's going to run him this week. Hopefully, uh, I would pound the over on that. But uh, again, father of the year, and uh, you know, we're joined by our 2021 champ, Bears legend Ryan Saros. Ryan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing great. It's not every day we are joined by another founding member of this great league, a champion, a sacco, and we talked about Chris being on a three-game win streak. Well, you yourself, my friend, are on a three-game losing streak, and you're currently the 14th best player in the Moose Knuckle Fantasy Football League, <laughs> but we love having you on the show, as always. Is the streak only at three? I feel a lot longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a great time for us to ask you, how has this NFL season been? You can answer that with teams other than the Chicago Bears. The teams other? Well, my work league is doing amazing, so that's where all my energy is. First place, 7-2, and two, led by Justin Fields. Team name Fields, so good. That's a great team name. So I'm expecting to win that one, so that's making up for being Sacco again. But it is kind of fun that I'm going from worst to first to worst again. Worst again. Plan on going back to first next year. So ideally, me All and right. Barker will just keep handing the trophy back and forth. I told him that earlier this week. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. it with uh, amongst us. You know, like I'll be, I'll be frank. I think Ryan and I are seriously the best fantasy football players in this league. Anyway, what? so it would just be rightfully so. So um, I, I got the notification this week that's like, hey, man, you're back up to platinum level, level on, uh, you know, on Yahoo. I think Reese has been in bronze and has never made it to silver for the last like 13 years of playing fantasy football. So huge achievement on my end. Nice. Oh, I'm sure that Yahoo trophy case just does it for you, Chris. I'm, I'm <laughs> that's quite the level of accolades you have there. The Yahoo yeah, Trophy hit, case. I hit the platinum, and they got me back down at gold this year. I'm doing so bad. Don't worry, Ryan. You know next year you'll be up at platinum again when you're chasing the ship. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Once you give me that, you know, second, first rounder for Ramon <laughs> Stevenson tonight. <laughs> Is Ramon J. Stevenson the, the highest running back this year? Naeem Hines ain't going to do it in Buffalo, baby. You might have something there, Chris. 
My, we'll give you we'll give you guys time later in the episode to sort that out, get, the, get those trade negotiations happening. But uh, I think we have the honor and privilege of Ryan, you helping us out with the quick hits this week. All right, they sent me the quick hits earlier today, but I did not read it at all. So we're just gonna get through this together. This is recapping week nine, and the certified beefer of the week is our first place seed, Kevin Arway. Second year guy, 153.14 points. What a week for Kevin. Nice. nice. I tell you what, Ryan, you know what I want to do with that beef? I want to get a little cheddar on that beef, RB style, a little RB sauce, maybe a little horsey sauce on that, and just smother it down my throat. What a week for Kevin. Didn't know you like to handle our ways beef that way, but we'll let you have it, bud. <laughs> a little weird, but you know. <laughs> All right. Second up on our quick hits, lowest scoring team of the week is surprisingly not me. It is Evan, who got 79.6 points. That is absolutely pathetic when you are scoring less points than Sacco. Yeah. It is pathetic, and I barely broke 100, and he let me win because he only dropped 79. So thank you, Evan. Greatly appreciate that. Next up on Quick Hits, MVPs of Week 8. Joe Mixon went absolutely crazy, scoring five touchdowns, rushed 22 times for 153 yards. Also, whoa, four catches as well. I didn't even see that. 58 yards. But what we're all really interested in, the only one anyone gives a fuck about is my dude, Justin motherfucking Fields, future quarterback of the Chicago Bears until I am 61 years old. Oh, no. He's going to be a 20-year Hall of Fame talent. It's on. Packers are going to be a fourth place team for the next few years. They got nobody to throw the ball anymore. It's going to be a nice change of pace. What did Justin Fields do this week? He just broke the regular season rushing record. Not the all-time record. Kaepernick still got it with 181. But... I think he's going to break all those records again this week against Detroit, which has a horrific off uh, defense, ranked one of the worst in the league. So go ahead, Chris. Start fields every week. He's going to get you that ship this year. I, I, Ryan, I think you're right. And I think, uh, you know, we were talking before the show, you have him in your work league. You know, if you started him this week, I don't know who your other quarterback, uh, Ryan, is, but mine was Justin Herbert. I rolled with Justin motherfucking fields. Paid off. And who's your other quarterback in your work league? Who'd you have to decide? Dak Prescott. He was on by though, so I didn't have a choice. But I would have started him even if Dak Prescott wasn't on by. I'm with you, and I reached out to Evan like last week, and I was like, "Hey, man, like if anyone offers you anything on Josh Allen, let me know. Like I'll, I'll, I'll beat it because I wanted Allen on the team. But yeah. like, I don't need Josh Allen anymore. I got Justin fucking Fields. Like, Josh, and Justin Ryan Fields is faster than Josh Allen. <sighs> Ryan, I swear to God, if we're able to rock Justin Fields for the next 20 years, that'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. 
Like Guys, 22. Justin Fields is the quarterback eight on the year, which is just a crazy <laughs> statistic to say. It's insane. turnaround from the first four weeks. It's absolutely crazy. But you know who's number seven, guys? Number seven is Geno Smith, <laughs> separated <laughs> by about four points. It's crazy time. Love it. Love crazy it. time. Oh, yeah. Ryan, you got to finish, finish the quick hits, Ryan. <laughs> nothing nothing very quick about these quick hits, but yeah, these Ryan. Not quick hits. These are slow quicks when Ryan does them. All right, our biggest bench performer of the week was Tua. I'm gonna fuck this name up. Tunga Vailoa. I think I got it. Oh, yeah. With 3.08 points. Good week, too. No, he gives a shit about Tua. It's all about Justin Fields this week. So moving on. Consensus fab pick, Terrace Marshall Jr. Barker throwing down 10 bucks. For what's left of the shit that's out there on the waiver wire, there's absolutely nothing left. And then uh, I see that it's a blue man. I don't even know what blue man is. He bet four bucks, outbidding me by four dollars because I have no fab money left. And finally, MFL trades. Just a re- friendly reminder to all our moose knucklers out there: the trade deadline's coming up on November nineteenth. But earlier, I think today, Dietrich acquired Alan Lazard and sent Kareem Hunt to Tim Banka for insurance RB depth. Dietrich, what do you guys say about this trade? I think it values both of us. Um, For my team, I was having to, unfortunately, roll out Alec Pierce the last couple of weeks due to the Jamar Chase injury. So that's not good for anybody. And uh, Mr. Banka approached me. We, we, we spoke earlier in the season about a trade for Michael Carter because he was the Brees Hall owner. He wanted to get some insurance depth on his bench. Ultimately, it didn't work out and uh, Brees Hall got injured. And then my price for Michael Carter shot up way high where he didn't want to do it. And uh, that Michael Carter helped my team for a couple weeks. But then he reached back out and said, well, I want the, the depth for his boy, Nicholas Chubb. So I said, well, send me a wide receiver that I can play in place of Alec Pierce. And I think Alan Lazard's got a couple of nice weeks ahead of him. Um, there's, no, there's frankly nobody Aaron Rodgers can confidently throw the ball to. Um, everybody is banged up. Sammy Watkins is a joke. And uh, I think Alan Lazard is easily slotted to get eight to ten uh, targets a week, probably more, and likely fall into the end zone for these for these next few weeks. So. Alan Lazard's going to be on my starting lineup until Jamar Chase gets healthy again. Gross. <laughs> Ryan, nice job with the uh, slow hits uh, today. Thanks for filling in for uh, Tony. Uh, some NFL news. Frank Wright out in Indy. NIU legend and Super Bowl champion Jeff Saturday is in. He's got zero coaching experience. Um, he plays fantasy football. He tweeted out that the Raiders are a horrible team. And, of course, who does he have to go against this week but the Raiders? And this will be the best game of the week, I think. This is going to be just a total shit show. Uh, Raiders should win this easily. They're much more talented, um, so it should be interesting on that. But shout-out to NIU legend. Ryan, I know you spent a ton of money at NIU uh, to get that uh, degree of yours. So what do you think of this uh, higher yeah, I'm still paying off those NIU dollars, or at least I'm going to have to start paying them again after <laughs> we start this bullshit. But anyway, I digress. 
yeah, this is, I don't know. This came out of left field. It seems super weird. I don't know. I, I think they fired the wrong guy. They think they should have fired the GM who saddled Frank Reich with how many shitty QBs in a row now? Yeah, yeah. they have a new new quarterback mm-hmm. curse. Uh, I would have fired Ballard if it was me. The story is absolutely bonkers with an NFL owner who is also a bit of a wild card himself. Um, guys, Jeff Saturday, Saturday was coaching high school football, and not that well, might I add. He has a 20-16 and 16 record in three years as a high school coach, and now seemingly overnight is taking control of an NFL team. So uh, get your popcorn ready. Brutal. And you know what? Ursay is very lucky that Dan Snyder is still an owner in this league for his little bit of time. You know, there's rumors going around that Bezos as well as Jay-Z are going to jump in and acquire the commanders. But Ursay is the second biggest disappointment in the NFL. The guy's a pill popper. He's a drunk. Um, he'd fit right in with us, but, you know, in terms of owning uh, um, an NFL uh, team, just nothing great. But um, Fits the requirements of a moose knuckle team, though. Fits the, fits the, I mean, like, if we saw Je- uh, Jim Ursay at the draft next year, all for it. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd kick Trevor out tomorrow to get Ursay in. Um, 100%. 100%. But uh, back to the Raiders. Raiders cut another former first-round pick. This is like three first or four first-round picks since 2019. Um, and they cut for former first-round pick in Jonathan Abrams. Abrams was later claimed off waivers today by your Packers. Dietrich, why did the Packers claim this guy? Sounds like a decent flyer. Uh, Devondre Campbell is banged up. Rashawn Gary got placed on the IR. The defense needs help in Green Bay. The offense needs help in Green Bay. Abrams is worth a look. I mean, there's nothing more you can really say about it. I love it. I love it. So, Dietrich, injury report looks smaller than uh, last week, which is great because Tony was just rambling last week. So, let's keep it short this time, huh? We're going to jump into a little bit of injuries. So, let me lead it off with Josh Allen. Uh, the Stallion did not practice Wednesday with an elbow injury. Still a little unclear what it is, but it's believed to be just a sprain. Whatever it is, he was still able to hoist that 70-yard rocket at the end of that game to Gabe Davis that Davis should have brought in, Ryan. Um, but my opinion is uh, he misses the entire week of practice but likely still suits up against Minnesota. But if Case Keenum gets the start, you're probably looking to substitute any Bills playmakers that you can. Um, you know, that's that's tough to say, especially going into, you know, bye weeks and other scenarios happening. So, Maybe easier said than done, but if Case Keenum's under center, you know, lower your expectations for all bills. Ryan Tannehill. First, oh, go first of all, time out. Great job on knowing Case Keenum was the backup because I had no idea. Second of all, he's playing his former team in the Minnesota Vikings, which he led to, I was at the NFC Championship game of just a f- five, six years ago. So, like, revenge game, guys. This could set up. He's got the playmakers. So, I, I don't want to. Throw that on the, you know. He also threw it to Stefan Diggs, if you remember that. He's got the chemistry with Stefan Diggs as well. I don't hate that. <laughs> I'm still uh, lowering all Bills playmakers because Case Keenum is not Josh Allen. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see how uh, the practice goes uh, uh, throughout the week here. Ryan Tannehill missed a couple games now with an ankle injury. It sounds like he will be out for at least one more week, giving Malik Willis his third start. Chris, can I sign you up for one more two-touchdown performance from King Henry? 
Uh, who do the Titans have this week? Mm, that's a good question. I don't have that in front of me. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Dietrich. It doesn't fucking matter. Of course I'm taking that bet. Derrick Henry is a plus two TD lock again. And they play the Broncos, so, you know. <laughs> it doesn't matter, yeah. Probably sprinkle a little three TD on it. I'd love to hear it. I'll be right there with you. All right. Moving on, let's take a look at some running backs. We got Zeke Elliott. According to Jerry Jones, will be ready to play against the Packers in Week 10. Of course, because everybody's ready to destroy the Packers this year. Him and Tony Pollard are likely RB2, maybe high-end flex plays, as seemingly Packers can't do anything right at the moment. Uh, Speaking of Packers, (laughs) Aaron Jones. Ankle issue, he will likely be available, but very limited in the game. Uh, This is more snaps for A.J. Dillon. And Kylan Hill, who was on IR, was on the field briefly last week. He is the other RB in that backfield. He will likely get work as well against Dallas. Moving on, we got Gus Edwards. With Week 10 being a short week for Baltimore because they were playing on the Monday night game, we'll see if he can get back onto the practice field. He's got a hamstring problem, and he missed practice all last week. We need to see more practice time, but right now things sound doubtful. Maybe out another week or set your expectations accordingly. But Ryan, here's some good news for you. Elijah Mitchell, 49ers designated him to return from the IR. He'd now be the RB2 on the depth chart behind my boy Christian McCaffrey. What do you think about your boy Mitchell returning? Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect level of... uh... Emotion. Uh, Mitchell hasn't played since week one when he suffered a sprained MCL in his loss in that loss to your Chicago Bears. But something you have so much to look forward to. As uh, I was at that game, it was super fun. Uh, moving on, we have Debo. Debo's got a hamstring injury. He's been resting that. 49ers coming off the bye. He's back at practice. Sounds like he can be made available against the Chargers. If he plays, you play Debo. Simple as that. Um, Moving on to the Chargers' side of the ball. Keenan Allen, hamstring, no practice Wednesday. Gosh, it's been a dreadful year for Keenan Allen, who's tweaked his hamstring after playing, what, a half of football back in Week 7. So Chargers coaching staff didn't give us any real update today, but we'll know more later in the week. Um, Tight ends, we got a couple of them. Mark Andrews. Ravens on a bye, so week 11 sounds like the target date for returning from that shoulder injury. And then Darren Waller. Guys, are we ever going to see Darren Waller again after uh, two weeks of limited practice and still no game action? Everyone's getting pretty impatient with the Walrus. Uh, but I think we see him come Sunday. At least I hope so. Um, miss, miss that guy playing football. He's, he's got some serious talent, and he can beat up on Jeff Saturday this weekend. So let's hope he rolls out there. Um. That's it for me on the injury report. Uh, Chris, why don't you give us your lock of the week? Let's go back to Zeke Elliott. The fact that Jerry Jones is still that senile old man and just like, oh, we're sticking with Zeke Elliott just shows how out of sync he is. Tony Pollard has been the better back for almost two years now, and the offense just flows better with him. Zeke does, Zeke does not move the needle anymore. Like if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be so pissed. I don't know if Tony Pollard's like your, the star-studded back that you that you portray him out to be. Um, I do think there should be more of a snap share, kind of splitting the, the time and the work there in that backfield. Um, Mike McCarthy is also a hard-headed coach, so 
hard to hard to uh, go against and hard to go against the man who's uh, you know signing your paychecks. I'm with Barker on this one. Paul, they just look better with Pollard. Get Zeke out of there. All he does is gum stuff up. He's done. He gum. He, he gum up. He gums up the works, baby. He gums up the works, Soros. Ivan and Pollard's in there. And hey, Soros, you won last year. Who won the year before you? Do you remember? I believe you handed me the trophy at work. If I remember, I think so. So I would think that your opinion and my opinion would be more relevant than Dietrich. Listen to you. Yeah, I mean, Dietrich hasn't won a ship like in this decade. Like our our opinion should be worth like two of Dietrich's opinions. Soros, I'm thinking about Soros. If I knew how to work half this technology that Tony and Dietrich would, I think you and I would have our own show. <laughs> Let's think back of the good old days of 2015 when Dietrich won a championship against Soros and his cousin John. He had to play two people <laughs> to get the championship trophy. So yes. Oh, oh, round of applause. Thank you. Oh, that's, really, that's quite nice. All right. <laughs> 20, 2015? Holy shit. I was still in my 30s in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we're all degenerates here. Uh, Ryan, we're going to locks of the week. You're up, brother. Give us your lock of the week that you are going to gamble on this weekend. You guys want to make some money this weekend? I got an easy parlay for you. Oh, I love parlays. Let's hear it, bud. Obviously, Bears in Detroit, because that's all I give a shit about. You bet the over, and they don't have the rushing props out, but you parlay it with whatever the highest Justin Fields yardage you can bet the over on. I'm I'm looking at about 100 yards I want to bet. Detroit's got one of the worst defenses in the league. They're terrible against the run and the pass. Chicago's defense has been decimated recently with Quinn and Roquan gone. So I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I think Justin Fields is going to run the fuck all over that field. So I think you bet the over, parlay with the Fields rushing yards, and that's going to be an easy win. 48 and a half is that over under, Chris. That seems high, but I don't hate it. I think both these defenses suck. Um the Bears are exciting right now, right? Like they finally feel like they got a quarterback. We got Claypool. Claypool had that was pass interference all day last week. That was just a bullshit call. And arguably, you know, he had another pass interference call earlier in the game. That was a, a big play and a big momentum shift. So he's he's paying off. I'm excited for the Bears next year. They've got a hundred million dollars in cap space. Um, yep. They'll have a first round, uh, probably a top twelve first round pick. Uh, a second-round pick, so uh, very exciting to uh, in Chicago right now. Dietrich, who do you got for your lock of the week? My lock of the week is going to be the Dolphins, minus 3.5 over the Browns. Poor corners on that Cleveland team. Look for big pass plays uh, to Tyreek and Ryan's boy, Jalen Waddell. The acquisition of Jeff Wilson Jr. seems like a really good one for that group. I'm not expecting Cleveland Speaking to Speaking of Waddell, am I ever going to get my fucking money from Kevin? That's a tough Can one. We bet on that. What's the what are, what are the odds on that? Oh, dude, it's hey, if you bet a dollar on yes, Ryan, I hear you make a million. 
I would agree so. with that. Uh, with those odds, the odds maker is correct in this one. Uh, but yes, give me the fins. Give me the fins for the win. Miami looks like a Super Bowl contender, boys. They do. They look great. Um, they beat the Bears. Um, however, the Bears, you know, stuck it with it. So um, you saw McDaniel's go to Fields, and he said to stop it because he rushed for 170 freaking yards last week. Um, my lock is easy. I think. That's, I'm sorry. I think that's the downfall is going to be their defense sucks. That's what's going to. But they just got chubbed. They just got chubbed, so um, I, I don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah, their secondary is really beat up. So yeah, their 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 defense is hurting right now. The the acquisition of Chubb helps a little bit, but their it's yeah their defense isn't great as as shown in that in that game against Chicago because Chicago was putting up points left, right, and center. Yeah, right out. Uh, my lock of the week is very simple. Cowboys too. So that's all the Bears are gonna do from now on is put up points. That's true. Cowboys have a good defense. You're right. And speaking of Cowboys, they do have a great defense. They go up to Green Bay to play the Packers. They are five-point dogs. Feel comfortable to give those five points. Rodgers didn't even get a touchdown last week so against Detroit. And, Ryan, how bad is Detroit this year? They're bad, but I don't think they're as bad as the Packers, but that's just me. I don't Gosh. mean to keep sitting on the Packers, <laughs> but I just can't help myself with Dietrich sitting here. You don't get many of those opportunities, so take them while you got them. I don't. Them. I actually enjoy it a little. Yeah. I love it. And uh, my bold prediction of the week, Vikings are getting four on the road. We've talked about Josh Allen. Uh, I would lock in the four early before they make that uh, call. I don't think Josh Allen plays this week. So I would imagine that that line drops to maybe Vikings getting two and a half. So I do like the uh, plus four on the road in Buffalo right now with that news in the air. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I'll go next with my bold prediction. It's the Seahawks, baby. Go Hawks! (laughs) Uh, Gino, our boy Gino, is going to show the GOAT a few things out there in Germany this Sunday and get this win. Seattle is clearly the team to beat in the NFC West, and that's even with the stacked 49ers. And with all the thought that the Hawks were tanking and having a rebranding year, no, this is not the case. Seattle has been, and Seattle has a pretty favorable remaining schedule here. Their offense and defense seem to be clicking. Geno Smith, guys, Geno Smith is a contender for MVP on all the sports books. Look at it. And Brady, nah, not so much. Brady's not even up there. He looks broken. The team looks defeated, I believe. I called that, and I'm calling this right now. Seahawks, money line. Take it to the bank. I love me some jeans. Dietrich, I love that. I love that. I love that, and here's why. Tom Brady just finalized his divorce, first of all. Second of all, FTX and Binance, the whole shit that's going on in the crypto world right now, I think Brady just lost a fuck ton of money. His head's not in it. They're going to Germany. Easy. This is Seattle all day. Yeah, baby. They're giving you like plus 120 odds right now, too, for taking the the Seahawks. Grab it. Grab it and run. Dietrich, I'm riding that with you this week, brother. All right, Ryan. my turn. What's that? <laughs> Hell yeah, What's that brother. bold prediction, Ryan? Well, I sent a bold prediction over, and Dietrich laughed at me. So I looked at the game weeks to come up with a better one, but I'm still going to go with my second prediction. My game week 
prediction very quickly is to take the Vikings money line at plus 160 over the Bills who have been exposed this season. I hate hate to say it because I think the Vikings are kind of full of shit too. I think everybody's full of shit this year. It's the weirdest NFL season I might have ever seen. There's just a lot of average teams. No one's really great. Even the good teams, like, are losing games they shouldn't. So I like Vikings at plus 160. But my favorite bet of the year moving forward is going on a long shot and betting on my dude, Justin Fields, that the Bears squeak in into one of those seven-seed playoffs because right now on DraftKings, they're paying out plus 1,600 odds. So I'm definitely throwing 100 bucks on that when I get paid on Friday. <laughs> and because I looked at the schedule, and the, and I think they can I think they can go on a seven-win run. I think they'll lose against the Eagles. But I think they're going to beat the Vikings, who are full of shit. I think they're going to beat the Lions. I think they're going to beat the Bills. I think they're going to beat the Jets who I also think are full of shit. The Jets are I – don't, I don't know what to make of half these teams, but they all seem full of shit to me. Uh, I think the Jets are decent. I think the Bears could win. I don't think they're going to beat the Bills. Um, they will beat Detroit. Um, Vikings are Vikings, Vikings are pretenders. Uh, if you look at the quarterbacks that they have faced this year, it's a lot of backups. They beat Miami without Tua. They beat the Cardinals the week that uh, Call of Duty came out, so you know Kyler didn't really count that week. Um, they beat the Packers week one. Dietrich knows Packers always lose week one, so that doesn't. I mean, they have had a really weird, uh, really weird uh, luck, I guess. So um, I know I said plus four on the road against Buffalo, but that's if Josh Allen doesn't play. Um, I like it. I like it, Ryan. I love that. Uh, I mean, look at the guys on the bubble. The Falcons are one team off the bubble right now. Four and five. Like, the Falcons suck. Like, and we got Justin Fields. Yeah, our defense sucks, but maybe he goes crazy the rest of the year for plus 1,600. Give me that all day. Plus, it'll make it makes fun as a Bears fan watching it. Oh, my goodness, Ryan. I hope he goes crazy the rest of the season. I like your spicy pick on good old Kirk Thuggins, too. I like him going to town this <laughs> Sunday. Love Kirk. What a guy! I still have my gold chain. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm representing my Kirk Cousins right here. All right. Well, Ryan, you were already getting into uh, the Falcons, so why don't we jump right into the Thursday night preview? Because the worst division in the NFL gets a primetime matchup <laughs> with the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons meeting for the second time in less than two weeks on Thursday night football. Uh, the line sits at Atlanta minus three with the over under of 43 and a half. And like you said, Ryan, Falcons are four and five, but they're in the mix for first place with Tampa in the NFC South. And the Panthers, weirdly enough, aren't that far behind either. Um, so, Ryan, what are your expectations for this game and Mr. Cordero Patterson's performance? Thank you. Yeah, this game is just God's boring to even talk about. But I've got Cordell Patterson, so I hope they feed him the ball. I took him off the bench last week at the last minute because I saw a report he was going to be limited. And then, of course, he immediately scores a touchdown on the first drive, I think. (laughs) So he will definitely be in my lineup for this week. I I think he's going to score over 20 points this week against Carolina. I think they're going to feed him the ball like crazy. 
And I think at the end of the day, the Atlanta Falcons are going to cover that two and a half point spread. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta ranks near the bottom the of the league. What's that? <laughs> Atlanta ranks near the bottom of the league in yards passing and attempts. Uh, it's a run first offense, so you have that going for you with Patterson. And uh, I'm going to side mm-hmm. with you. Give me the Falcons. Give me the minus three. Uh, Chris, what do you like in this game? And for what do you like for fantasy? And who you got in this one? I don't like anything in this game. This is this is this is the worst uh, Thursday night game we've had in a few weeks. <sighs> I, I don't even know where to, I, I'm not going to touch this. I'm not fucking touching this. This is this is this is dog shit. Um, I I'd pound me under at forty three. I'll tell you that forty three and a half. I'll tell you that much. That's about it. Yeah, for sure. Otherwise, it's you know who cares. How dare you guys shit on Deonta Foreman? That guy has been a godsend for my team. Jesus. <laughs> but yes, not much else to cover in that game. So let's move on to the Sunday night football game. It's a couple of California teams with the LA Chargers taking on the 49ers. FanDuel has the set at 49ers minus seven with an over under at 45 and a half. Uh, the 49ers defense ranks first in pass defense, and the Chargers, uh, they got some holes in that pass-catching department. Uh, but C-Mac, C-Mac should only be getting stronger and more comfortable in this 49ers offense. And uh, But, hey, that being said, y- your boy Herbert, Chris, has played well on the road. He's 3-1 and one this season. I think he's capable of keeping this game close, certainly within the seven points. So I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to take the Chargers plus seven in this one. I think they might be able to keep up. Hey, Herbert's a hell of a quarterback, and he, you know he is playing with you know wide receivers that are actually worse than the Bears right now, and, and still making it work. But uh, the 49ers, are the, I think, are the best team in the NFC. Um, they're coming off a of bye week now, but right, they didn't play last week. Uh, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey. Garoppolo. And I'll tell you what, if Shanahan drafted Justin Fields instead of that piece of shit Trey Lance last year, <laughs> this is a Super Bowl team. Like, that's the that's the best that's the best team on paper in the last ten years. Um so it yeah, um Chargers give the seven, um, uh, and even go Christian McCaffrey with an anytime touchdown. Easy. Love to hear it. Ryan, you seeing it the same way? Yeah, I think the 49ers would probably cover the negative seven, but uh, I wouldn't want to bet money on that. I would probably just do a prop bet with Christian McCaffrey, something something easy, five receptions and set some yardage and just parlay those two. There we go. Uh, one more to break down, boys. Uh, we got another double-digit spread going into Monday Night Football where the Washington Commanders will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. In Philadelphia, FanDuel has the line at Eagles minus 10.5 with an over-under at 43.5. The Eagles did previously beat the Commanders by a 16-point margin in Week 3, but things have changed slightly as we now have our boy Taylor crack some Heineke's under center for the the Washington football team. Um, They might also benefit from the return of Chase Young, who might play it. Um, and return from last year's ACL injury. I still like the the Eagles to remain undefeated and win this one, but I would not touch the points. 
I think you can confidently start just about everyone on both sides of the football in this matchup. I think you can, uh, yeah, there's some fantasy, there's a fantasy bonanza to be had here for everyone. They should meet their projections and then some. Uh, Ryan, how do you see this one shaking out? I think the Eagles are going to easily cover this spread. I think it, I would bet a ton of money on the on the minus ten and a half. I think that's just money in the bank right there. Agreed. This has uh, that AJ AJ Brown or Dallas Goddard uh, anytime touchdown. This is this is easy. Another snooze fest. We get to we get our Thursday night this week as well as our Monday nights for you guys. I, I like that. Yeah, I think the guy, one of the guys on Philly that's coming on a little bit more is uh, Devontae Smith. I think I'd, I'd like to throw, I'd like to check his prop and see what his uh, anytime touchdown looks like because I'd like to like to sprinkle him in on this too. I think he's heating up, and uh, Kenny Gainwell has just been a touchdown vulture too for Miles Sanders. It feels like Miles Sanders does all the dirty work between you know uh, between the twenties, and then they're like, oh, we're on the two yard line. Let's Let's just let's bring in our boy Gainwell and he can he can clean up the slop. So he's he's probably good for a touchdown too. But uh, Eagles will get it done. But I don't know. Taylor Heineke is is like sneaky good sometimes. I mean he just likes to chuck it. So maybe maybe he keeps it closer than we think. Could be crazier things have happened this season. Season of upsets every week. So nothing surprised me this year. Nothing can surprise you. Chris, I think you, you tossed a couple of moose-knuckle matchups you wanted to highlight in here before we closed out tonight's show. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some big matchups. Um, I was fortunate enough as a sixth seed to beat the four or beat the four or five seed last week, and Zach I was able to jump up to the five seed. Uh, Gavin is up there. I played Gavin this week. I'm projected to kind of whoop his ass and I hate going into the week that uh that week but if I win uh I think I said it last week Dietrich if I win last week which I did and this week which I hope to um I will be a big buyer at the trade deadline I think I have I think I have a good foundation to make a run at this thing um and uh for all those listeners out there looking to uh looking to acquire uh, a wide receiver running back kind of someone to plug into that flex um so you know, it'd be great for your team, Barker. The number eight running back in the league, Ramondra Stevenson, number eight in fantasy points, gets a touchdown every week. He gets me a touchdown. Sauce, I sauce. I gotta be honest with you. I don't hate it, right? I don't hate it because um, I own Damian Harris as well, like essentially his his handcuff. So um, it's a very good fit for my team. Um, I do like Gabriel Davis as well. I do want on your team, so I'm trying What's to business then. No, I know. Like it's believe me. Like I, you are hot on my radar. You and I have a great history together, um, and we plan on passing the trophy back and forth, back, back and, and forth, forth, man. I'm gonna help you out this year. I'm gonna use your picks to win next year. It'll be great. Yeah, we know how this is working. We've got this. We've talked about this plan in the past, um, but we're still ten days out into the trade deadline, so I don't want to pull the trigger on. I'm in a rush. I'm going cycle, man. Ain't, whenever you're ready, you just talk to me. <laughs> so, like on the on the night of the nineteenth, I'd love for you. You know, Molly, Molly's gonna be out of town. She's um, so I'd love for you to maybe come over. Maybe we'll you know maybe just put a smoke on this, and we'll and we'll just hang out and just uh, you know we'll we'll talk we'll talk football together, but and, and try to figure out how we can uh, collude. Uh, you know. This league, you know, right, just bring a nice continue bottle. to steal money. Continue to steal money from these freaking morons um, for the unforeseeable future. But Ryan, you are not sacko bound, and here's why, buddy. 
You think so? You're playing Sacco. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what. You're playing the 12th seed this week, right, in Sacco. I think, you know, he, he, his team looks good on paper, but he's sitting in the 12th seed, and he had two first-round picks. So you tell me how great of a fantasy footballer he is, first of all. Second of all, you uh, also have the 13th you also have the 13th seed playing the 11th seed. So Ryan, we know you dude. We think that if you actually switch that to hey, I'm not selling, I'm going to buy. I we think <laughs> that you can you can overtake Tony, I think. And we can get we can get Tony into a dress next year if you just decide to be like, "Hey, reach out to like an Evan who's like pretty comfortable and not going to you know, he's not going to get sacked, but he's not going to make the playoffs. Reach out to him and try to get some decent players and just try to avoid last place. That way we can get to either Tony or, or Reese again, right? Like, this is, this is a possibility. We're wearing the dress again to win it again next year. I'm willing to make that trade off. You would look good in Vegas in a pretty dress. Oh, yeah, I would. All right, well, we got we got 10 days. I know you and I will talk uh, quite a bit from now until uh, the 19th, but uh, big matchups. Like I said, 12 seed versus the 14 seed, the 13 seed versus the 11 seed. Those guys got to win. Yeah, okay. Your team is heating up at the right time, Chris. Um, if things keep progressing the way that it looks like they will, uh, you'll be uh, you'll be playoff bound. You'll have your name on the list. You can walk right into the club. And then when you do that, maybe just step inside and then just crack a window on the side of the building for me to kind of just sneak in in that sixth seed. You know, that's all I want to do is kind of I'll sneak in the window off the side, but still be in the club uh, and, and get a little playoff bound should things continue to go um, smooth. Teacher, I got to be honest with you, I do not want you to make the playoffs because I think you're you have a Zach Gratton like team from like 2018 who sneaks into the playoffs and has a chance to do more damage than. Uh, you know, anticipated. So you're one of those teams who is not in the playoffs right now that I do not want to see in the playoffs. Same thing with Reese. Reese has a very, very talented roster. Um, I don't want to see Reese in the playoffs either. When I was uh, messaging with Tim Banka, uh, we compared my team. He compared my team to a, it's a quote, last call at the bar in low lighting. She looks decent sort of team. <laughs> yeah, but Tim Banka has capitalized on that for years up until he met, you know, this beautiful woman that he was dating. But like, if anyone knows, he knows. He does. Okay. Shout out my old bar. Shout out my old bar and grill. Shout out to that. Uh, this week I am. Thank you. For, and also thank you for softening up Zach a little bit last week. I get to play him this week. So I am hoping that things kind of go my way. His running backs have fallen off a fucking cliff with Leonard Fournette and Najee Harris. They are the dumpster fires of the NFL right now. And I am hoping that my boys, not not that my boys look a lot any better on paper, but Deontay Foreman and Jamal Williams will outscore both of them. And then, of course, Christian McCaffrey is just kind of the icing on the cake. Yeah, 14 is a pretender, for sure. He will not make the playoffs this year, sitting at the four seed. And he is a Tampa Bay fan where he'll get to watch my boy Geno Smith absolutely obliterate that team in Munich, Germany. So, hey, we have we have an 8.30 game. Are we getting together this week? Uh, little hot dogs, a little, uh, little breakfast somewhere? 
Oh, we might be. I'd say hot dogs. Wait, you did say hot dogs. You did say hot dogs. I say hot dogs. You eat hot dogs for breakfast? I mean, you kind of look like a guy that would eat hot dogs for breakfast right now. No, shirt. I totally meant to say donuts. Are you aware that Barker has not been wearing a shirt this whole time? Do we ever address that? His nipples have been fully out this whole time while I'm sucking on Dude, my lollipop. Dude, I'll tell you what. I got the best nipples in the world. They're always oh, rock They look hard. nice, man. Thanks, brother. They're always rock hard. But, uh, yeah, Zach's type of uh, chest hair, too. I do my thing. I do my thing. I, I'm fucking more jacked than people, you know, give me credit for. But uh, Zach does have the best uh, thing going on over there. What'd you say? You got like a twink thing going on. You don't know what that is. Just Google it. I, I probably can't explain it very well. No, I know what it is, but I'm honored to be your twink. Oh, uh, you can be my twink anytime you want, baby. Yeah, I like the way you're sucking that lollipop. So, uh, I digress. Like Tyree Kill is the best player in fantasy football, and he is on Zach's team. I am looking at Zach as well. If you are listening, that I will be. I am interested in Tyree Kill. Who wouldn't be? Just like I'm interested in AJ Brown on your team, Dietrich, as well as Christian McCaffrey. So maybe a little first and the third in a couple days, and I can send back. Uh, I don't know, maybe a good keeper running back if you get what I'm saying. I'm listening. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how this week goes with Zach. I'll let you know if I'm a, if I'm selling or if I'm sneaking in the window on the side of the building. So anyway, are we getting together for uh, on Sunday morning for hot dogs and coffee? <laughs> I'll eat breakfast food on Sunday. I'm not eating hot dogs. That's real weird. That's a little weird. Um, you brought donuts last time. Let's Maybe stick with donuts. Uh, I'm game. I'm game for a little. Uh, Sunday, Sunday morning get together. I think you need to change your team name to Morning Hot Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, rocking cranberry cheddar sausage until uh, until I die. I want a championship ring that says cranberry cheddar sausage on it. Well, you can continue rocking the cranberry cheddar sausage. They are delicious. Ryan, you are also very delicious. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We greatly appreciate you filling in for our our man, Tony, the man with the buttery smooth voice. Uh, but yours is a close second. Thank you. Anytime, fellas. Chris, any- anyone know what the Bulls are? Yeah, anyone know what the Bulls are doing right now? I live bet them with like three minutes left. I bet 30 bucks on them and oh, they're down one <laughs> with two minutes left. Yeah, they're guaranteed to shit the bed now that you did that. And on that yeah. note, we thank you all for tuning into the Moose Knuckle Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, whatever app you're on, give us a like, give us a follow, comment down below. Let us know how we're doing. A like and a follow go a long way. So for myself, for Chris, for Ryan, good luck in your matchups this week. See you all next week. Peace out. Peace.
What? 